0: Okay. We started a new series a couple of weeks ago about the call of God. And we're continuing that series now. We're going to Genesis chapter 12. And a call came to Abraham. He's a focal character. We talked the first week about God's call to Adam, the universal call to human race which says where are you, where are you now and then we talked about, Levi talked about the call to die we have a call and it's time to leave this world and God calls on my father's grave you will see uh, a phrase written, farewell Christ calls, written on his gravestone he got that idea because I was out in Montana at uh, an old, uh, what do they call it, a ghost town. And in that old ghost town out in the middle of Montana there were wooden um, graves, gravestones carved in wood. And you could hardly read some of them. And of course, wood doesn't last that long. But there was one there and it was a whole family Buried there, and the father had on his uh, piece of wood carved, Farewell, Christ calls. And we talked about that last week the call to leave this world and go up to the next. And we tend to say, Don't want that to come. Well, it's not so bad, (laughs) it's pretty good, as a matter of fact. Now we come to the third one in our series, Abraham, and that's the call. To the unknown. Call to the unknown. And we're going to look at his story in Genesis chapter 12 and get another look in the New Testament uh, to give us first an idea of what we're talking about here when we say a call to the unknown. And I will add to that, uh, call to the unknown future. Call to the unknown future future. Genesis chapter number 12. Here we go. Verse 1. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, to a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, will bless thee, make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so... Uh, there is Abraham at his home, wherever he lived. And God says, I want you to get up and leave home. What would your first question be? Well, where do you want me to go? Be your first question, natural question. Where do you want me to go would be the question, right? He didn't tell him that, did he? He said, just get up, I want you to leave home. Now, over in Hebrews chapter 11, we have the story again told, and it's clearly told us there so that we can uh, understand exactly the point of it all. In Hebrews chapter 11, we have... In verse number 8. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he, he should after receive her inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. And by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. And so he said he got up and left home He said, where are you going? Well, we're going uh, west. (laughs) How far west? Well, we're going to Canaan. Okay, so he says, what do we do when we get there? Well, just go there. We'll see. So he doesn't know. And there's the point of it. It says where are you going? God just said go towards Canaan. That's it. Go towards Canaan. And so uh, in Hebrews again he tells us a little bit more in verse number 10. For he looked for a city that has foundation whose builder and maker is God. Which gives us the impression that he wandered all around which is exactly the right impression that's what he did and uh, verse 14 they that say such things declare plainly they seek a country and if truly they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out they might have opportunity returned but now they desire a better company that is a heavenly one therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a city so Abraham, if you'd have asked him where you're going, he said, I don't know. I don't know. Well, how will you know when you get there? Well, I'll just keep moving. So you're gonna have to live in a tent, yeah? Because you can't move around in a house. So I'm gonna have tents, and we're gonna live in tents the whole time. And for his whole life, ever after, he lived in a tent. Now i done tent again my life. I'm not doing any more. I don't want to live in a tent. I don't want to sleep in a tent anymore. I don't want to be in a tent. They have their nice things when you're young and can roll around on the ground. Now I don't want... (laughs) If we got a tent, we're happy to give it away because we don't want it. We're not gonna do that anymore. Abraham, instead, lived in a tent his whole life and carried around his family and his grandson with him, wandering around, living in tents, and so, <clears throat> when God says, "I want you to go somewhere and you say where well i I'm, I'm not going to tell you just go and so it's certainly an unknown future where you're going i don 't know where you're going and so uh, there's something about uncertainty in our future, and God calls us Sometimes to an uncertain future. Why don't we like that? Because we like to be in control. Right? We like to be in control. We don't want to just wander around and say, well, do you know what you're doing? No, I don't know. I don't know. And so we, we love control. And that's the opposite of what Abraham is doing. We love to be in control. We're happy when we're in control. We're happy when you can ask, I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what to do. I know how to get it done. And so uh, that's what I am going to do. And God says, if you want to follow me, sometimes I'm going to tell you, just come. I'm not telling you where you're going. That's become more and more increasingly evident to me as we get into these strange times that we live in. People say to me, Eric, what are we going to do next month? I don't know. Eric, what are you going to do next week? I don't know that either. Eric, do you think it? I don't think. I don't know. I've had people ask me ten questions or what are you going to do about this? I don't know. What are you going to do about that? I can't tell you. Are we going to do it? I don't know. It's different than we ever had before because I always had a plan. We'd start in January, make a plan for the whole year. This is what we're going to do. When that day comes, we do it. Not anymore. So we have now come to an uncertain future, and we do not have control necessarily of our future like we used to. And God says, I don't ask you to figure it all out. And I don't ask you to be in control. I'm in control. Now back in Hebrews, in the chapter before, number 10, we get a little bit of advice about thinking about not knowing what the future holds. Hebrews 10, verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, or trust God... You'll find it's worthwhile, 36, for you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Yet a little while he shall come, will come, and not tarry. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back my soul, have no pleasure in him. So God says, I want you to just come with me. I'll hang on to your hand. You remember in Pilgrim's Progress when we did that? they were walking through a dark valley. And he says, we don't know, we can't tell what the next step is. He said, well, take it. So he's going one step, that one feels all right. What about the next one? I don't know, it's so dark, I can't keep going, keep going. And he goes one step at a time because that's all he knows is the feel of that next step. And that's a great lesson in faith. And he says, you got need of patience that you'll see that God knows and does. And so there's a call to an unknown future. I've had that happen in my life. <clears throat> when I, at 33, was starting this adventure here, uh, we were going to buy the church. And so we signed, there's a document made out for the mortgage of this building. It was a 30-year mortgage, but I had promised personally to pay it to the guy in five years. And so the lawyers wrote up the paper, and it was my turn to sign, and I thought to myself, are you crazy? You got all you're gonna do to pay your own mortgage, and now you're gonna put your name on this paper and say, I'm also responsible for that mortgage. What's I got to pay in five years if I'm going to keep my word? And I'm thinking, man, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to go. But I got to say, if you seem to want me to go that way, then it's impossible for me to pay off both of those mortgages. You're going to have to take care of the one. And I don't know how you're going to do it. I remember the guy that we bought the church from, he would question me very intently. (laughs) And he would say to me, somebody in your group has money. And I think to myself, "Mm -mm." (laughs) no, they don't. (laughs) He says, I know somebody's got money. And I think, no, no, they don't. I didn't tell him that. I always repeated the same thing. I don't worry about money. And that's true. I thought of it when I signed that paper, but I stepped into an unknown future. You got to say, okay, God, you said to trust me and be patient. And in five years, we wrote the last $10,000 check and handed it to him. And he said, I don't want it. I don't want it. I said, you're taking it because we're done. Here's the last check. And in five years, we paid it off. God made it happen. Certainly not me. All right, But we step into an unknown future. And that's uh, part of what Abraham is asked to do when he said leave home. Go. Go to Canaan. Now you say okay well he knows where Canaan is. Uh, we have <coughs> the Mediterranean Sea. And he's over here. There's two big rivers. <coughs> and <coughs> place called Ur of the Chaldees and that's where Abraham lived and God says go just go this way and Canaan (coughs) was a land that went all the way down to Egypt and all the way up here to Assyria and uh, all the land in between and the border is a Mediterranean river and on this side, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and the Dead Sea. So that's a pretty big hunk of land there. And he says, just go to Canaan. Where, where am I going in Canaan? Just go there. So that's what he does. He, he goes to Canaan. And let's see what happens to him uh, when he gets there. And it's a big place. Uh, Genesis 3. 13, Genesis 13, verse 14. The Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, Lift up thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. So wherever he is, he, okay, that's north, there's south, there's east, All the way over the Jordan River. Near the west to the Mediterranean Sea. For all the land which thou seest. I will give it to thy seed forever. I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So that man can number the dust of the earth. Then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land. And the length of it and the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. So God says. Here's your job. You don't know where you're going? You're in Canaan, so start walking. <laughs> where are we going? Well, how far can you see north? Well, I can see quite a ways there. Yeah. Go up there. Okay. You can turn around and go south. How far can you see? Well, if you know if you keep going and come to Egypt, go there. Go way down there. Go that way. And so he's wandering. He spends his life wandering around, and he says, As much of the ground as your foot touches, I'll give it to your offspring. If it was me, I'd have walked every inch of it right and I think he did I think he walked all over it because every every step he's taken God said there's an uncertain future for you you don't know where you're going just keep moving now he's got a reason to move what is it because everywhere my foot touches will be property for my family that's a pretty good deal that God gave him there now Is there another reason that God said to him, I want you to leave and go? Is there another reason? There is another reason. We're going to take a look at that. Genesis chapter 11. we are going to see something interesting here. Genesis chapter 11, verse 31. Abraham has a father. His father's name is Terah. Okay? His father's name is Terah. Genesis 11, verse 31. Terah took... Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarah, his daughter in law, his son, Abraham's wife. And they went forth from the Ur of the Chaldees to go unto the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Oh, wait a minute. Abraham's father said. We're going to Canaan. Get together with Abraham and his family, and we'll start out. And they get to a place called Haran, which probably has something to do with their family, and they stop. And Terah said, died there. Who told Terah to go to Canaan? Who told Abraham to go to Canaan? We know God said go. Right? Do you think God told Terah to go there? I would say God probably somehow said to Terah, I want you in a different place. I want you to go. And so he started out. And then he stopped. He did not go. He stayed there. So that when he finally dies, now God comes to his son Abraham and says, You go. I want you to go. What's wrong with his father? Well, this may be very much behind the reason that things were like they were. Joshua, a few books over, is the book of Joshua. And in the 24th, 24th chapter of Joshua. Listen to what Joshua tells us. Joshua 24, verse 1. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time. Even Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. Whoops. Joshua says, so you'll know Abraham's father was an idol worshiper. The only other gods, there's only one God and the idols were God that somebody made up and Terah worshipped idols so why do you think he came to Haran and stopped because he doesn't serve the true God, he's got little idols and little idols do whatever you tell them, that's why people had idols, because he could do what I tell them to, or another diamond charge so Heron, Terah leaves and comes to Heron and stops. And waits there until he's dead. What is he clinging to? His idols. And God says to Abraham, get out of there. Leave. Why does he wanting to leave? Because there they worship idols at the Ur of the Chaldees, Idols, and it's a very infectious thing item worship. They kept them behind the door. And all the doors that they had, they put an idol there. So you got one right handy, always behind the door if you need them. They had household idols, you know. So you have one on your table. Have them all around the house. You got So you always kind of feel, okay, he's here, I'm good. I got one behind the door if I need him. And I'm in control. And we love control. Now God says, get out of there. And one of the reasons that God said to Abraham, I want you to leave is because that very thing, he's got these idols, and you've got to get rid of them. So you, it's a call to the unknown future, and it's a call to separate. There are things we've got to leave behind. There's friends and family that we've got to leave behind. There's temptation to do sin that's very infectious. I have got to leave it behind. And then the world itself. That's what Abraham really got it right. He said, this world itself is not my home. I said, well, go wander around. Maybe you'll find your home. He said, nah, it's not what I'm looking for. Everything in the world that I see, is quite satisfy me, is not what I want. So we separate. We call God and says, I want you to come follow me. You're going to have to separate yourself from your old things that you cling to. And then... You're going to have to leave your family and friends. And that's what he did. Abraham left and went to Canaan. He left all of his family, his relations behind. And the question is always this one. Who do you love more? Your friends and your family or God? Say, well, can we love them all? Yeah. But that's not the question. It's who do you love more? Your friends and your family or God? That's a powerful question. And Abraham said, I love God more, and off he went. Off he went. And then the world itself, and he said, "Uh, I'm not attracted to the world itself. I prefer heaven. And he marched all over Canaan, claiming it, of course, for his offspring. But he said, did you find anything that looks good? Nothing really looks like what I want. What do you want? I want a place where God made the whole thing. So where is that? I don't know. That's why I keep looking. Let me sing the old song. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. If heaven's not my home, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. When Levi was a little kid, he used to sing that song. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through me. singing. Then he'd say, The angels are pecking me. <laughs> I said, The angels beckon me. I know, the angels pecking me. Well, they do kind of peck at you a little. Say, so, Hey, you happy down there? You like it down there? Is this what you want? I'll tell you what, I look around. This There's nothing here that really interests me other than this do the will of God. I'm just not interested. People say, where do you want to go travel? I don't even want to go anywhere. I like just, this is not home. This is not home. So I prefer that. All right. He, he's got a higher calling. Abraham is called to be the father of a nation with this promise. Your family ones that you're claiming this property for will bless every family in the whole world how are they going to do that Jesus comes into the world and he's a blessing to every family there is every family can come and be blessed by Jesus Christ and so I stepped into an unknown future when I signed my name on that document. God took care of that. And I'm gonna tell you, I mean, I love East Shelby. I like to be here. But my future is gone past East Shelby. Goes past it. Goes into something better than that. This place breaks down. The door broke. The door had been hanging on them hinges for probably 150 years. That tree broke the hinge. <laughs> hinge breaks. We gotta fix the hinge. We gotta fix things. There's always something to fix and paint and try to fix up. So there's something about this world that's not permanent, and it doesn't feel like it's permanent. We go home. My wife said, I got a list for you when you retire. I got a long list for you. I said, no you don't. Yes, I do. I don't like the way that door closes. I don't like the way... Okay. Because <clears throat> that's the way this world is. It's falling apart, crumbling, because there's something better, more permanent for us in the future. That's our- so the unknown future that we step into is this dark place called this world. I know more about that future than I do about this future. See? I know what's gonna happen up there. We're gonna join an innumerable company of angels, we're gonna sing the praises of the lamb, we're gonna sing the song of Moses and the Lamb around the throne. And we're going to do the will of God, and we're going to come in the new Jerusalem down to earth and set up a kingdom down here, and we're going to serve in somewhere in that kingdom. And I'm very anxious to do that. I'm very anxious to do that. I know a whole lot more about that than I do about next week or next month because we step into an unknown future. So the call of God says, all right, you come. You're not in control. You can got this all figured out. Just come. Follow me into the unknown future. And by doing so, you separate yourself from things that hinder you. And his father served idols. That's why his father didn't want to leave. And so he stayed there until he died. And God said to Abraham, get out. They got to get you away from those things and looking ahead. Come with me. Just go. So we have the call of Abraham into an unknown future and a call to separate from this world. He, he answered that call in a wonderful way. All right. Thank you.